Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I walk a straight line Shackle and chain Oh, gruesome dirty is calling my name There is no mercy In this penitentiary Just ask the hillstring gang Wrangle the three Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Bloody Angola, a podcast 142 years in the making. Complete story of America's bloodiest prison. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And we got We got the man in the room, right? Yes. The legend. The legend, Donald Duck Sharp. Yep. How about that? How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. We're honored to have you here. Honored to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for coming. It It really means a lot. And I... We were talking a little bit beforehand and in how important it is to document this. Yes, sir. Right? Because it gets lost in history and, and, That's and right. evil. People, were, I think people need to know that, that true evil exists. Absolutely, 100%. And I guess before we really get into anything else, how did you get, well, Donald Duck Sharp? How did right. you, I love the, the little nickname there. That was, uh, some of my cousins gave me that. Yeah. Way back junior high school. And then a lot of people picked up on it. Yeah. Wound up calling, some of them called me Duck Sharp. And eventually a lot of it just kind of faded away. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest with you, that, that's what uh, Willie referred me to as Duck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, tell them where you're from, uh, Mr. 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 Sharp, and how you got into law enforcement, or a little bit about yourself. Uh, <clears throat> I'm from a little area over Barker's Corner, north of Covington, about eight miles. Right. Born and raised right there. Uh, lived in St. Tammany Parish all my life. Right. And got interested in law enforcement. And for, I don't really know what reason, I just did. And... A couple of friends of mine were talking about it, and we 
went to some meetings at the sheriff's office one time. They were recruiting junior deputies. Uh-oh. So let's go. <laughs> I was 16 years old. Yeah. Wow. We didn't do anything but do stuff around the office and help and stuff. Sure. I got into that when, when I turned 18, I became a reserve deputy. Yeah. And done that for four years until uh, I decided that, hey, maybe I do want to do this the rest of my right, life. Right, uh, First, bu- I had to find bug, out. I drove a truck across country for four years. Yeah, yeah. And then I decided one day, I said, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. May 14th, 1977, I slipped yeah. into poverty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody does it to get rich. Yeah, that's right. what you're right, law enforcement <laughs> person. So the bug bit you. That's, oh, it, that it was the same way for me. It wasn't about getting rich or anything. It was, it was the yeah. greatest show on earth, though. Either you loved it or you were one of those cops that were scared. And yeah, you had a ring side right, seat. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was the greatest show on earth. It was there. Great show. So 1977. Yeah. And wow. you went full-time. and Full-time. And it, back then, we used to start in the jail. Everybody started Every, in the right, jail. Right. And on the correction side. And when I went up there, was uh, I think I stayed nine months. And Willie and Joe Vaccaro, Willie were doing time then, parish time. Yeah. Not Right. Not not state time, parish time for right. his misdemeanor uh, clown acts that he done. You know, nothing that would get you a hard time. Right. Sure. You know, he, anyway, he was one of those frequent flyers. Narcotics. Always, going, just, always in yeah, trouble. He yeah. was a frequent flyer. Right. And so I went to basic training uh, February 78. Where, where, where was that at back then? Uh, Dow Ripple. Really? Or, uh, Baton Rouge, yeah, yeah. you know, Pleasant Hall. Yeah, by that, that's where yeah. I went. Yeah, yeah, Pleasant Hall. That's crazy. That, that yeah, was, it was uh, 20 years. It was an that experience. You know? That's at LSU, y'all. So yeah. I came back, went back into jail, and, and my buddy was uh, had started at the same time I did, John Bonnell. John came from Baton Rouge PD. Good guy, good cop. I learned a lot from him. Right. the same age. And eventually uh, I got in patrol, that's some, sometimes right after I came back, it was a time to a shift with uh, Sergeant Lewis Wagner and John. And uh, Lewis Wagner was killed in 1978, and John was killed in 1979. Uh, a uh, deal. Uh, so that made you think a little bit, you know, right. is this really what I want to do? Right, right. You know, so... But anyway, kind of picked up things and went on. And Always. I went back in the jail for a refresher course, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, the sheriff transferred me back up there. Sheriff George Broom, I worked for three sheriffs. Yeah. I was in the jail, and this time I'm up there working. Uh, Willie and Vicara, Joe Vicara, had transferred from Angola. To finish some time, I think he must have owed St. Timothy. I didn't really know, but they were they were both trustees, you know. Right. Yeah. And wow. Doing that thing, they said, "Oh, we fix a roll out here for them. We roll out." You know, so eventually, they did. They they got released. Uh, I worked night shift. They got released, and I'm working in the jail. <clears throat> and that's when 
really started picking up big time. But to back up just a little bit, I knew Willie when he was a kid, when he was a young kid, teenager. He didn't go to school very long. And he was he was raised with what I call a bunch of hoodlums. Right. You know, in a little little part of Covington now where he was born and raised and uh his father was in the penitentiary, so he he had a father. His his mother uh, was was a good person. She really right. was. She tried right. tried hard. But right. It, Every parish has one yeah. of these families. They and, uh, yeah. So anyway, I prior to that, uh, we had stopped Willie a couple of times, and Lewis had written written him some tickets, and he was in an old white comet with a windshield crust in on it. Mm. Matter of fact, it was two days before Christmas. Mm. Uh, had a Winn Dixie parking lot, and uh, he wrote the tickets and. The windshield that was caved in later came to play because he told me what it was. And <clears throat> that was going to be one of the uh, victims yeah. that he ran over and killed and buried. That person's still unsolved. Wow. Unknown. But he told you he did it. And that, yes, and there was two of those. Right. But they were, he was going to settle the, the deal with me on those but as, we, as we go through it. But anyway, up in the jail working, and you know, you just hear things about crimes that's going yeah. on. They said they had a kidnapping, and uh, so I, I got a little bit, you know, bits and pieces about it because they didn't share anything. With if you worked in the correction side, you didn't know anything at all right. until they brought somebody to you. Right, they didn't right. share no information. Now, so anyway, I'm going, and, and I hear that, yeah, they. Uh, they had made uh, an arrest on the kidnapping of Mark Brewster and Debbie Clavis. Yeah. And it was Joe Vaccara and Robert Willie. I said, wow. So I continued on doing my job. They were in jail in Texarkana, Arkansas. Yeah. They arrested them in Hope, Arkansas. And Texarkana, Arkansas, the courthouse, if you cross one one hall, you're in another state. And you cross another <laughs> state. That's right. The line runs down the yeah, middle. Yeah. Yeah. One of those... Nightmares, you know. So I was just off one day, and I got a phone call to go to the, uh, if I could go to the district attorney's office and see the assistant district attorney. I said, man, what have I done? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I said, I, I, I don't, I, the few cases I had uh, pretty right. much done. I, 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 so I, I get ready, I go down there <clears throat> on my day off. You know, I walk in, I said, uh, I come to see uh, Assistant DA Herb Alexandria. The young lady said, right down this hall. So we walked down the hall, opened a big door, and there was a, about six people in there and Herb Alexandria. And I said, hmm, uh-huh. this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was a little bit nervous. Right, right. And I, I knew Herb. I knew one other person, I can't remember who all was in there, but they started introducing myself. First one that walked up to me was Richard Newman, who was a detective of Washington Parish Sheriff's Office. Great, great guy. And a real good police officer. And then to my right was Ronnie Pierce with the Louisiana State Police mm-hmm. uh, Detective Division. And then her, and from, I think Mike Bonador was the DA's office. He was in there. And... Just small talk that started, and uh, <clears throat> Richard Newman asked me, he said, hey, we understand that you may be able to talk to uh, Robert Willie. I said, yeah, I talked to Willie. And, uh, 
we think he's responsible for the murder of Faith Hathaway. They found the body up there in Washington Parish. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, you're probably on the right trail. <laughs> yeah, he's probably you good know, for yeah. it. Yeah. Because it all was going along with the Clavis kidnapping. Anyway, I said, yeah, I said, I could probably do that. Well, they went to, and, and asked the sheriff if, <clears throat> if I could go to Texarkana and interview him. He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so they come back and said, the sheriff said you couldn't go. I'm not surprised. Okay. <laughs> so I went home and said, hey, what's your phone number? So they called me two days later and said, hey, will you go on your day off up there? I said, yeah, I'll go. I said, how are we going? How fast you want to get there? I said, soon. I told them the date they wanted to go. I said, I got a fishing trip lined up in the morning. I'll make a fishing trip. So they set up the date. I met them in Washington Parish, and they flew us up there in the Louisiana State Police helicopter. It was myself, Richard Newman, uh, Ronnie Pierce, and then Mike Vonderbord got up in there somehow. I don't know how he got up in there with his big legs. (laughs) Walter Smith was the pilot. We flew to Texarkana and <clears throat> get to Texarkana and land. And uh, the FBI agents everywhere and state troopers. I said, wow. <laughs> so they pick us up and they swoosh us off, you know, here we go, yeah. over to the courthouse. And the big old room with big high ceilings, you know, right. and just there's like four or five FBI agents. And look, you know, when you go in there to talk to them, you got to read them the rights. I said, we do that in Louisiana, too. <laughs> and uh, so they said, you know, Richard Newman was talking to me before, and we just have a small talk, he and I. And he said, listen, he said, the sheriff, which is Willie J. Blair at the time, he said, gave me some expense money. And the sheriff said, if you get a confession out of these people, he wants me to go buy you a steak dinner, and here's a $100 beef. Hey. <laughs> and there's a de- Texas kind of deputy standing there by him. I said, hey, where's the best steakhouse in this place? Make us a reservation. And then uh, <laughs> Newman said, you're kind of cocky, huh? No, it's positive. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, Ronnie Paris, he just laughed. So they said, which one do you want to talk to first? I said, bring me Joe Vaccaro, which I knew Joe was going to, you know, deny anything right, and everything. Right. That's what he did until you really got him caught. Right, yeah. And uh, they had some pictures of the decomposed body, and they took him in there. This big room, it was big, high ceiling again, you know, kind of mm. like a dungeon. Uh. And a uh, little desk in the middle. <laughs> and uh, I'm talking to him. I said, Joe, you know, he said, he said, man, how you doing? He said, what you doing up here? I said, you know, you, know, you and Willie done left a trail, man. Oh, yeah. I said, uh, I come up here. I said, you know this girl? You ever seen her? No. His veins popped out in his neck. Right. No, nah, you know, I don't yeah. know nothing about it. We talked for a while. I said, so what do you think Willie's going to say when I ask him? He's going to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call you back in here. But uh, I'm really not interested in what you have to say after this point. You know that. That's how it works. Oh, I don't know nothing about that. Okay, good. So he left. They bring Willie. And Willie come in there. He said, Duck. What you doing, man? <laughs> Just come check it on you, Willie. See how you're doing. <laughs> and he lied to me. He said, well, that's good. So he sat down. And uh, the deputy took the handcuffs off the front. I said, you can take them off the front. Just leave his shackles on. He, he can't run anyway. <laughs> and he stood outside the door. 
And he said, what's, what's going on up here? I said, I just come talk to you. I said, you done got yourself in a bad fix this time, didn't you, Willie? Yeah, man. He said, I'm, this old here this time. They got me. He said, I said, well, what'd you do all that business for, man? What, you, what, what brought all this? Man, I don't know. We were just doing every kind of drug we could find or steal. Yeah. And we just did it. I said, okay, all right. We just kept talking. He wanted to talk about truck driving, which is what he done. And I listened to him. Right. I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm here for a reason. Yeah, I, I think I got a pretty good idea what that reason is. Yeah. I said, I laid those pictures out there. I said, you know her? Yeah. When I seen her, she looked a whole lot better. Mm. I said, well, imagine that, you know. And I, I had done read him his rights, you know. Right. He signed them. He said, yeah, we'll talk. I said, you want to tell me about it? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. So we didn't have a tape recording. Nothing. We talked to Hulk, and he just went through the whole thing. At, they had picked her up at the— uh, she got in the truck with them voluntarily and uh, at the Lake Theater Disco, the lounge in Mandeville. Yeah. And <clears throat> they went riding, said they were smoking weed, and wound up at Fricky's Cave. A lot of people don't know what Fricky's Cave is, but Robert Willie knew Fricky's Cave very well because mm-hmm. he frequented that place when he was driving the truck, hauling gravel out of those gravel pits. Mm-hmm. So that's how he knew about it. And... So it went on, and he said, uh, we just rode around with smoking dope and doing this and that, drinking. And uh, we took her up there to Freaky's Cave. I said, so the intentions was to take her up there and rape her. Well, we are going to take her up there and have sex with her. She said she was going to volunteer. I said, okay. <laughs> anyway, he said that they walked out in the woods, and she was with them. I know they didn't drag her out there. She, she walked. They made her walk. Considerable distance, and that thing had hills and caves. And, uh-huh. and he said they, each one of them raped her, and then he was sitting on top of her, holding her hands, and Joe was stabbing her in the throat, and she was trying to, you know, slashing around. And I said, "Well, what? What'd you say, Willie? Did you did you stab her?" He said, "No, I didn't stab her. Joe did that." Joe done all the stuff, and I held her. And uh, so he said, I told her one time to behave. I said, you're going to tell somebody who's getting killed, stabbed to death, to behave? Whatever, whatever, I'm going to tell her. Right. You know? Crazy. I said, okay. I said, uh, so we talked more about what, what y'all done, what they done. We, well, we, we knew she's dead, so we got in the truck and left. Uh, had to go get all the blood off of us and stuff. I think they went to his cousin, Tommy Holden. Yeah. Tommy Holden was is where they wound up with uh, Debbie Quavis once we get to yeah. that part. Anyway, they done that. I said, well, look, we need to – let's get this pinned down on, on tape. All right. All right. Let's do it. I said, you, you ready to do this? Yeah. While they get all that ready, me and you will talk Okay. So I came out the door. The deputies in there with him. They was all standing there. He said, I need a tape recorder. He confessed to it. <laughs> or the FBI, he wouldn't even talk to us. I said, 
You're not dressed right, right. man. That's the fucking gonna do it. And I looked at Richard. I said, I said, got a reservation. <laughs> so I go back in there. I think another 35, 40 minutes. Got to his confession on his tape. I said, now bring that other clown back in here. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and I the tape recorder right there. And I said, hey, I just got done talking to Willie. I said, uh, I got bad news for you. He confessed to y'all killing him at Faith Hathaway. Yeah. Nah, man, yeah, he didn't. I said, listen to that. I thought he was going to throw up. Oh. He said, "No, I didn't. I didn't stab her. He did." I said, "Hold oh. up, hold up. Let's, let me get another tape so yeah. you can tell me all that tape." So we took his confession, yeah. and that was that was it. Uh, so he he blamed it back on. Yeah, he blamed it back on Willie. He said, "No, Willie," and, and I would not doubt to even today that each one of them stabbed right, or cut her because right, right. Willie was was a knife man. Right. He really was, huh. and so we go. Go out, they they take them back. And I told Willie, I said, look, I'll be seeing you. He said, all right. He said, take care, Doug. I said, all right. I said, you think anything else you need, just you know, call the sheriff's office, they'll get a hold of me. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, we leave, and we go to the steakhouse and eat a good steak. <laughs> get in the state police helicopter and was flying back home. And uh, Mike Bonador, he's agreed to stay and get the tapes transcribed right. and signed and all that stuff. I said, that's fine. And Bonador sat in there for a little bit. I asked you, I said, I said, well, I said, Bonador wants to sit in here. He said, and he told me, so who is that goofy son of a bitch? <laughs> I said, he's a, he's a detective for the DA's office. He said, big dummy. <laughs> he said, if, if it's all right with you, I don't care. Uh. I said, okay, that's fine. He's, he's going to sit and just listen so if he gets to aggravate you, know, you just shut it down. Yeah. So he stayed, and uh, I think he asked a couple of questions, you know. And uh, But anyway, it worked out. We got the confession. We got yeah. what we went for. Yeah. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, Willie wasn't worried about, you know, getting the death penalty. Yeah. Because he had three life sentences coming right. from the feds. Yeah. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So anyway, it goes back on. He gets the feds. They jumped up real quick. And they gave him. He pled guilty. And they gave him three life sentences. Bam, bam, bam. Huh. Yeah. On the, on Debbie Quavis and Mark Brewster case. <clears throat> so 
Which in that in that case was just absolutely the the fact that they tied that guy yeah, tied to him a tree to, and, and, and you know and we, we talked about that case because see that wasn't my case that was a Mandeville City Police case mm-hmm. yeah. and I didn't venture off into that a whole lot because yeah. I didn't didn't know what they had done what right. they were doing I knew that they was they charged Willie with it and Willie told me yeah he's I done it but yeah. he said they got me. Uh, it's like so, so anyway, we we go on and we get back, and Willie got his time. And, um, I, I really didn't know a whole lot about the case still. Yeah. Even after they got back, I know the sheriff. Uh, once he found out that it come out in the paper that I got a confession statement from Willie, he wigged out who took me up there and how I got there. Right. Yeah, and Sheriff Willie J. Blair. Washington Pass Sheriff's Office said, I took him up there. I had him go with my guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Richard Newman and Ronnie Pierce, a couple of we became really close friends after that, our whole career. Wow. Yeah. And uh, That's pretty awesome. Newman, uh, he told me, he said, he said, you got it. He said, that's all I'd say. He said, look, you need to stay in touch. We will. So when it gets time to, for the trial, they had both of them at Washington Parish. I had to go get Willie and bring him from the feds to here. Yeah. I went and got him. I went and picked him up in Marion, Illinois. And I said, Willie, what you doing in Marion, Illinois? Oh, that's that's that security shit. <laughs> I said, he said, they found me on the top of the building up in Leavenworth when I was up there. I said, imagine that. Yeah, trying to escape, huh? <laughs> you know? Because Willie had escaped from our jail once yeah. when he jumped off the top of it. Really? Yeah. I didn't and, know that. And broke his ankle. Really? And him, matter of fact, him and about 12 others. Wow. And he was at a little grocery store up on Barker's Corner near there, pool table and stuff that he, he frequently, when he was a kid. Yeah. Well, the ladies, the people that owned it was really good people. Mr. Robert Weimer and him. Well, he told him, he said, hey, call the sheriff's office, tell him to send Donald Sharp out here. You need to talk to him. So I go out there, see what they want, and he's sitting in a chair drinking a Slits beer uh-huh. with ice on his broke ankle. Uh-huh. He said, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> and it's beer, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. He, so, so yeah back. I, I always say that I believe everybody should have to start out at corrections because you get to know the people that you're going to be dealing with on the street. Right. I, I knew a bunch of and, bad and, people. And, and that really helped me out a lot in my, in my career. Because he had a rapport. I mean, you're not in there punishing them. For what they're in there for, yeah. you, know, you you treat them with respect, and it's, you just run them the cheap right, restaurant. Yeah, 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 the you, baby sitting. You take on their it. food right, to them. Right. You take their medicine to them. It's, right. It's a cheap restaurant. Yeah, and, yeah. and and you don't have to be a hard ass, and you, you establish that mutual respect. Obviously, like Willie had with you. Yeah. Right? Which, and when it was is, trustees, you know, they, they yeah. made trustee status. Right. Uh, that's a big deal, right? Now, would you make trustee Willie a trustee after you found out what he was really about? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that was the kind of people we were surrounded with with 30 trustees as a, yeah. as a working in the jail, the correction side. So anyway, they come back. Washington Parish Jail isn't, it really wasn't fit to put a person like him and Joe Vaccaro. Yeah. So the sheriff, Sheriff Kenyon, he was in office now, and I was I was back in patrol, and I— so when I had the trial, I had both of them going on at the same time in Washington Parish. We'd bring him home to our jail every afternoon. Right. 
him and Vicara both we ran on separate units, and we had people. I was assigned to Willie. I said, but I, I can't be assigned to him when I'm testifying. You know? Right. So anyway, we do the trial. I remember that night at midnight, right up before midnight, they came back with the. Uh, it didn't take them long. Uh, first degree murder on Willie, mm. and second degree murder on Joe Vicara. One juror, one held out on murder on him. Yeah. So we go back, put him in jail, <clears throat> do some things that we had to do. And then, uh, I think on this one here, he had to go back to Marion, Illinois, and shipped him back up there. And that, I said, well, that's the end of this. You know, it's over with for my part. Uh-huh. Go back patrolling. About, I think it was about a, maybe a year. Sheriff calls me in the office. He said, look, I need you to go to Marion, Illinois and pick up Willie. I said, what, for what? He said, they uh, overturned the sentencing phase of his trial mm. because of something one of the prosecutors said. I said, yeah. so you just got to do the sentencing phase. Right. I said, okay. He said, you need to go get him in the morning. Said, okay. <laughs> he said, the deputy sheriff from Washington Parish is going to go with you at McNeese. So I picked him up and we went, got with him. He said, Duck, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. Get in, man. He put the cuffs on him. He got in the car and away we went. You know. So we get there. We get, he said, bring him to our jail. I took him to St. Tammany. I said, look, I said, I'm going to pick you up and I'll take you to Washington Parish and then you're going to go back and forth every day, me and you. I said, all right, you're going to behave yourself. I'm going to tie you up real good. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing shit. So we was up at getting I had to sit there. Of course, Debbie come and testified again. And as we waiting for the jury, and that's, it that's, didn't take long to go that's, back. That's so the lesson is to know that Debbie is the uh, surviving, right? The survivor, right, De- right, Debbie right, Quavis, right. and, and of course her and Mark Brewster both survived. Right, right. Yeah. right. And uh, we get into that. What, I'll tell you what Willie told me about that case too. He he went through that whole thing with me. You know, what wow. they did. Anyway, we get there, and he said, <clears throat> "I said Willie, I said, even in the jailhouse, they still know what's going on." Mm. I said Willie, I said, "I'm working a case uh, on Roxanne Sharp with the city police." He said, "Yeah." I know who killed her. He was in jail. Yeah. It don't make no difference. He said, Perry Taylor killed her. That's his cousin. Mm. I said, well, I need I need something right. to, go to get Perry Taylor on right. so I can get him to where I can jam him. He said, get us a – he said, I don't want an ostrich po' boy. That's what I want for lunch. <laughs> <coughs> I loved ostrich po' boys. I went and got, sent, sent, got one. They brought it. He said, that desk, and eat it. I said, well, start talking while you're eating now. Yeah. He said, yeah. He said, Perry, me and Perry killed a, a guy. We met him in the tavern. We got in his van with him to go buy some dope. And we took him out by the river by the power lines, which is where all the dopers used to go. And I knew that for a fact. He said, I said well, what? so you killed him. How you killed him? He said, we drowned him. He said, he was a big old song. He liked to drown me before we got him. <laughs> I said, just like that. So they drug him and put him in the van, and they put him out, just left him in the woods under a big old tree. 
said, when was this, Willie? He said, it's been, man, it's been a long time ago. It's been four or five years ago. I knew we never had found a body out there. Right. So he said, well, when we go back home, I'll you just drive by that and I'll show you. I said, you ain't walking through the woods with me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to do it like that. Yeah. So <laughs> weird things happen in this craziness. We pulled up to the sheriff's office. And it was late that evening. Everybody, all the detectives were leaving. I told one, I said, look, I said, going out here and look for a body that Willie told me that they had killed this guy over some marijuana. They started laughing. Yeah, you going to believe that? And they all left. And the sheriff said, what you going to do? I said, I'm going out here and look for that body. All right, go on. Take Willie upstairs, locked him up, put him in. He had his own cell, cell, put him in the cell. I said, I'll be back. All right, you, you'll find him. Go downstairs, and this guy standing there I said, can I help you? He said, yeah, well, real country accent. He said, uh, yeah, well, I was just down here checking to see if y'all ever found anything on my brother who was, went missing down here five years ago. I said, really? I said, his name was Dennis Hemby. I said, really? Yeah. No. I said, you going to be in town for a couple of days? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to be staying down there at the Holiday Inn. I said, I want you to check back up here with me in two days. Okay. I don't think any more about it. Right. We go out there, Lat and I, we're walking through the woods, walk, look, and there's a big oak tree about 100 yards off in the woods. So I'm go. I walked over there, there's a pair of cowboy boots sticking out of the straw in the grass. Right. Come on. Nothing but a skeleton. Wow. And his belt buckle. Wow. That's crazy. I said, well, now we got to walk a half a mile right. to go get the radio for the yeah, police. They didn't have cell phones yeah. back then and, and all that. That said, he said, "You walk, I'll wait." So I go up there and called and told him what I had. Well, here they come, detectives and yes, you know, everybody. And the sheriff drove up. He said, "Y'all, y'all leave. You didn't believe him a while ago. You laughed at him. Right? Go home. Uh-huh. This is his case." Uh, wow. So we go out there, we got the crime lab, come, picked up all the bones and stuff, and you know, doing doing what we're supposed to do with right. it. And uh, like I said, I've never been a detective, but I've been a police officer. Right, you know? right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we go through this, and we we get this, all the bones to the crime lab, and all you know, where he was laying the pictures, and uh, go back and say, I bet you that guy that came here to the sheriff's office. You know, this is going to be his relative right here. That's crazy. So we was looking. We couldn't. We didn't have nothing. So we went to checking around. We asked him. The guy came back and said, did your brother ever go to a dentist down here? Looking, look, has it? Yes. Went to a, he said he had to go to a dentist in Mandeville. So we found him. We took this girl down there. Yeah. The tooth that the dentist worked on was missing. Really? Huh. So we go back out there. We digging around where that skull was. And there it was. Come on. Come on. We got the tooth. That's crazy, man. And we, That's an unbelievable we story. The, the lab people put it in a little bag. We yeah. headed to that dentist. Oh, you said, That's it. His name is Dennis Hemby. Oh, my God, man. Wow. Here we go. Wait, what are the chances that yeah. is people coming in At just on the day time. that, that, yeah, well, that well, Willie told you he that did? That was really yeah. what was the weird yeah. part. Of, you know, that, that was God. That gives me good vibes. Yeah. So, I, yeah. We don't believe in coincidence. Right, yeah. All no, I always say there's no such thing as coincidence in a homicide. So we then, after that, we got him identified. 
and he was killed, like I said, five years prior to that. That's crazy, man. And so the chief of police in Covington, I called him to him and said, look, I said, I got something to get Perry Taylor so we can jam him up on the Roxanne Sharp case, which was the city's case. Right. And he said, good. All right, Sharp. We get together. All right. Okay. And the sheriff told him, said, just work this case. You know, don't worry about your shift. They got enough people. I said, okay. So we go and get him identified. And the brother come back. And I told him, said, look, we got you. We found your brother. He's dead. Yeah. He's been dead since for five years. Yeah. Okay. So I said, what funeral home would you want to take him back to Missouri? Well, he said, well, we poor people. We don't have no money to get no funeral home. <clears throat> Can I just take him with me? Mm. I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> so we asked the coroner's office. They gave him a slip to transport the body back. Come on. And it was in a box. I said, that your brother. Oh, I appreciate it. He oh. put him on the back seat. Wow. And yes. took off to Puxico, Missouri. You just can't make that out. Just like that. <laughs> that is an amazing story. And I damn sure didn't know that the, the coroner could release the, the yeah, uh, remains like that. So he could transport That's him. crazy. And it's, you think about how much money it saved the oh, family. I know. Thousands of dollars. So, anyway, I go back up down the toll with us. We got it. Got him identified. He said, I said, what kind of vehicle was he in? He said, it was an old blue van. So we, we started doing some looking into it. Myself and John Bonnell, my partner who was killed, yeah. we recovered that van on a grass road not far from where the scene was, and it had a dent in the door. And we just said, yeah, we hit a pine tree with that old van. Uh-huh. He was sitting on a bucket driving it. <laughs> oh. Sitting on, and on a bucket. The, but, you know, that... Van was his, and it was in the computer, but nobody ever went back and ran yeah. those vehicles back in right. the day to see if they were just sitting there. And he was a missing person case, mm-hmm. and it was just sitting in the record yard. Yeah. Oh, be so, I mean, crazy. For no reason, when you go out there and start running records. Right, right, right. right, right. So anyway, you got that done, and uh, got with the city police, and got Willie down, took a statement from him. He still told me how they killed him. The Perry was a big heavyset guy. He sat, mm-hmm. he sat on him until he drowned him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got 10 bags of marijuana is what they got off of him. Huh. And Willie, Willie would kill you for dope. He really would. Yeah. You know, so anyway, they go back, put him up in the jail. I said, uh, so we, the next day we, they go and we arrest Perry Taylor. Got him up in the, uh, the covered in the police Detectives and stuff doing their interview with him. He was denying it and crying and stuff, and uh, denying that uh, he killed Roxanne Sharp. Well, he, he still denied that. Uh, anyway, it rocked on. We booked him. He stayed in jail. His mother was his mother was Willie's aunt. Really? All right. So they were they were tied together. Like yeah. That same little. Group of hoodlums. Yeah. And so Willie was there. So we had to take Willie back to Marion. And the sheriff called and I said, Won't you call and see if they'll let us keep him till we get some of this straightened out? So the sheriff didn't say, Yeah, you keep him. He's your responsibility. So so we told Willie, You're going to stay here for a while. We got to get all this business squared away. Yeah, okay. So we started talking, he and I, just 
small talk, and he said, uh, the reason he, he turned Perry Taylor in because his best friend Tommy, oh, I can't remember what Tommy's last name is, was that was his girlfriend. Yeah. It wasn't Tommy Holden. It was uh, Tommy Watson. Okay. That, yeah. that was one of Willie's buddies in a little small town. Time hooed them too. Right. So anyway, I get that part. We never did get Perry Taylor. He he never would own up to it. But I mean, he was he was very close. But his lawyer walked in and said, "No, this is all stop." Yeah. Well, that that's the way it was. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I told Willie, "So you would testify against him in court?" Yeah. I said, so my star witness is a kidnapping and a murder. Right, right. You know, that's what we're looking at in the DA. DA's always said, uh, I, I don't know about all this. <laughs> I said, well, he done admitted to everything he's ever done. Right. Yeah. You know, I said, he just wanted to get his business squared away and move on. I, said, I don't know. So anyway, they let Perry Taylor plead to uh, mass slaughter. They gave him 15 years. Yeah. He's still in jail, in and out of jail. He can't ever get straight. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm sitting there talking to Willie. I said, Willie, I said, you give me that one there. I said, uh, I need to talk to you about some more stuff. Let's do it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, we're just talking. So after talking to the sheriff, I said, the sheriff said, listen to me. If you're going to do this, you assign you're going to be assigned to the detective bureaus. I'm not a detective. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you assigned to them, but you answered to me. Okay. Let's do that. So we had those old pagers, you know, that, and yeah. you got the message yeah. called yeah. the office. Right. So Willie was the only one in that jail. A whole year of my life I spent with him. Anytime he decided he wanted to talk to me, that gave him a phone. And he pays me. Yeah. Just went on. Should go up there and talk to him, see what he wanted. And it was most of the time it was just small talk, but it was it started leading to other bigger cases. Things. Yeah. So I'm sitting there talking to him one day and I looked, I said, I said, Willie, you got a tattoo of skulls on your wrist. He said, Yeah. I said, That's people you kill? <laughs> You're pretty good, but you slow too. <laughs> Yeah. And I asked him, I said, well, what is the center blank for? Because each one of them had a line touching jailhouse tattoos. He said, that one right there, he said, it's for the district attorney. I'm going to kill him and cut his head off in front of his kids when I get out. Holy shit. I said, what did he do to you, Willie? He prosecuted Willie's mother. Oh. Or hating him, she gave him a ride. Yeah, and actually, she went to jail for a while. Yeah, right. And that that done him. Right. He was he still he was, he died mad at that. Right. Because yeah, nobody messed with his mother. Wow. And uh, he said, "I'm gonna put his skull right there." Crazy. I said, "What makes you think you're gonna get out?" He said, "You never never know." So anyway, we go and we're talking about now we're talking about Lewis Wagner, which was a sergeant for the sheriff's office who was ambushed and killed. And we talked about that case and he said, Yeah, he said he would give you things to go look up and find instead of just outright telling you because yeah. he was buying time right, not right, to go right, back to right. the federal penitentiary. Right. He's a 
So I was working those cases that with Lewis, and he told me, he finally told me, he said, uh, here's the people who killed Lewis Wagner. I was there, but I didn't pull the trigger. Mm. Well, we got all of the stuff that we could get, and they all, each, every one of them was indicted. And the district attorney said, your star witness is a convicted murderer yeah. and going to testify against these. I said, well, one of them's in the penitentiary. So let's go. I'm ready to gamble on it. I said, I believe he's telling me the truth because he wants to get all this stuff done, laid out on the table. Right. He's not He's not lying. He's telling the yeah. truth. Hey, you know, the, the crimes like that aren't, you know, the witnesses aren't all church-going people, right? They're yeah. bad people yeah. I mean, most and, times. Yeah. So anyway, we, uh, we arrested those four. And it, it kind of... And the other two detectives with the sheriff's office, you remember the Henry Lee Lucas? Yeah. yeah. They had Henry Lee Lucas. He claimed he killed Lewis. And when that all came about, the district attorney told me, he said, I got to, I got to dismiss these charges because they lied. They, they did this. They did that. This, there ain't no way we could take it to trial. And, and Henry Lee Lucas confessed to every Henry murder Lee from Lucas here to Canada. So that messed that one up. So anyway, Willie told me, he said, well, uh, you know, about the one with the white comet where the windshield was busted out. Mm-hmm. He said he ran over him because he stole the guy's dope, and he ran over him, and it was a dead-end road, and it was a parish road, and he came back out, and the guy was standing in the middle of the road wouldn't move, so Willie ran over him. Mm-hmm. And it, when he, it, of course, the body flips. And they hit the windshield. Going through the windshield. Yeah. He just throwed him in the trunk and drove him somewhere. He said, he wouldn't tell me where. He said, I buried him. It can't be too far away. But I never did get the opportunity. And he said the other one that he killed was, it was a hitchhiker. He picked him up on the interstate. And the guy had three bags of marijuana. And I I believe that he's in a gravel pit somewhere in Washington Pass because he said it wrapped him up in a chain Mm. and took his marijuana. So Never found them, you know, so much you could do about it. Right. And we looked all missing persons around, you know. That right. So, of course, a hitchhiker, a loner, is hard to right. yeah. get anybody. We know. Anyway, I do that. One day I'm sitting, it's like two days before Christmas. I was with my wife, and we was at some her her uh, aunt's in Covington. The pager goes off. I said, oh, man. Mm. So I called up there. Well, he said, hey, man, where you at? I said, I'm in Covington, man. It's two days before Christmas. So, yeah, I know it. He said, uh, you need to come on up to this jailhouse up here. They're fixing to have a damn jailbreak. I said, yeah, what? Yeah, they're fixing to go right now. I said, are you going? <laughs> no, I ain't going nowhere. When I pulled up to the sheriff's office, they was jumping off the building. They were uh-huh. running down the stairs. Uh-huh. They overpowered the deputies and all of them had them. I think there's about 16 or 17. I'm talking about bad people. Right. And we got them all except one. And I walked in that, and Willie was sitting there looking at me out of his cell. I said, why didn't you go? He said, they ain't killing me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he said, I walk out that door, they're going to shoot me. They ain't even going to ask nothing. They'll shoot me. Right. I said, you may be right. Yeah. Maybe. So, you know, that was another thing that made me – Really believe that Willie's wanting to get his business straight you right. know, with me and with, right. and to tell people or somebody will know what he did, yeah. really how bad of a guy he was, 
but he wasn't that bad. He, he was a bad dude. Yeah. yeah. So they do that. They do the job, and we kept him there. <clears throat> and it got close to the end. I said, Willie, I said, I think we're fixing to have to take you back to up to uh, up the country. Well, I know. I think so, too. I said, uh, so the sheriff told me, I said, look, I want you to take him back in two weeks. I said, we can't, we're not making any headway on these other two bodies. I know we'll, we'll work on it eventually. He'll come get me again. So we took him back to Marion, Illinois. And Faith Hathaway's mother and stepfather, I mean, they, they were they were persistent. You hear me? Mm. They, anybody who would listen, they wanted Willie kill. Mm, they yeah. wanted him killed. Right. And it, it was a fact that Ronald Reagan was the president. They would call that White House. We want you to turn Willie loose and give him to the state. And that went on for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> they called once a week. Wow. And they would come see me and say, oh, you got to help us get him back down here. So Vern, they were both getting old. Vern, I said, Vern, I said, I don't know what to tell you, man. I can't, ain't nothing I can do. I said, he's got to serve his federal time or they have to turn him loose and then we'll get him. Yeah. All right. I'm sitting there six, seven months later, eight. <clears throat> Sheriff called me and said, hey, I need, about eight o'clock. I said, oh, come in my office. I need you to go to Marion, Illinois and get Willie. I said, what now? He said, they turned him over to the state. Uh, Ronald Reagan signed the paperwork. They signed. Come on, Come on. Man. Turning Willie back over I to the state. I didn't know about that part. Wow. And there was a lot of, you know, high-powered meetings that went on. Right. I think what they said, the sheriff told me that Reagan wanted assurances that the state was going to do what they're supposed to do. Sure. Right. I said, I go get him. Uh -huh. You got to be there before 7 o'clock tonight. <laughs> So I called him old buddy last. I said, come on, let's go. We're going to get with you. I pulled up to Mayor Illinois. He was in the lobby. They walked him out there. He had a little bag, a pair of boots on. And he looked at me and said, Duck. He said, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I said, we going to Louisiana. Uh -oh. I had some papers I wanted him to give him, so I gave him them. He said, you know, I can't read that. I said, well, I got another set up there. We'll read it out loud while we're traveling. So we took off. And I just told him in jest what it was. He said, they're fixing to kill my ass now. That's exactly his, what's his words. He said, they're going to kill wow. me. He said, I thought I was protected, but evidently I wouldn't. Yeah, the... So we get back home. We bring him back to St. Tammany. And he and I had a lot of talks in between the time that he had to go to Angola there. And... Never, we never did. He never would give up those bodies. He was hoping that that would extend his life. Yeah, you know? Playing, uh, and I told him, said, Look, I'm at a dead end, man. I said, I, You got to give me something to get the dogs off of me. I said, Look, I, I, I keep you alive as long as you're giving me what I need right. to help me and help the people solve these this, these issues that you've caused. Yeah. Well, I own. So I think it's about two months later he went to Angola. I think if you go back and look, I went to Angola to see him when he was on death when he was in the death house. Right. Right before they done it. Yeah. Walked in, he said, Hey Doug. Hey bud, how you doing? He said, Shoot, I ain't doing good. Yeah. 
He said, they're they finna get me. Yeah. I said, I believe they are. I believe you're done. Mm. He said, uh, I said, Willie, all that stuff you told me, all the information you gave me, is that true? Yes, sir. Every bit of it. I just wish I had enough time to tell you what them other ones was. <clears throat> but we're just going to leave it as it is. He said, Louisiana's going to kill me. I said, yeah, they are. I can tell you they are. Yeah. In about three days, probably. He said, won't you come? I said, no, you got to get on that list way ahead of time. I didn't go. Yeah. I said, I'm not going over there. Anyway, I left. I said, well, Willie, I said, this is the end of the road for us, huh? Yeah. He said, I'll see you around. Uh, wow. I left. I think he was, Willie was executed one of the fastest ones in the state of Louisiana, six yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I think well, he was executed. That's fast. Yeah. So, but you, you go back to when he was talking to me about Debbie Cuevas, about the kidnapping. Of course, that case was wrapped up and done. And uh, he just wanted to talk about it. Yeah. And I asked him one day, I, I said, Willie, I said, let me ask you a question about when you kidnapped those people. He said, man, we was on drugs so bad, we didn't even know what we were doing. But I knew one thing, we done kidnapped a pretty one, prettiest one I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And they put him in the trunk and her in the car, and they went <clears throat> over to Alabama um, to the first yep. exit, right to Foley, yep. and went out in the trees in the median there. They tied him up and shot him and cut him back across his neck. They thought he was dead. Yeah. Go back, come back, and of course they raped Debbie and all this grass. They come back. She, she was. She's the reason she's alive today. Yeah. The way she finally took this and said, she she told she told Willie a couple times, no, you you not either. Well. They got back to Covington. They went to his cousin, Tommy Holden's house. Yeah. Well, Tommy Holden and Joe Bacaris said, well, we got to kill her. Let's go ahead and kill her and get this over with. Willie said, oh, no, hold up, boys. Ain't killing her. Hmm. Ain't happening. And then I asked Willie, I said, that was the only person right there that was going to be a witness against you. I know. So why didn't you kill her? And he said in a statement, he said, up. She was just too pretty to kill. Um, that was what he told me exactly. Crazy. It's on tape. Just too pretty to kill. Crazy. So wow. When they took her to <clears throat> not far from her home in Madisonville and let her out of the car, yeah, they were on the run then. Yeah. So. And and he was alive, still alive. Uh, I can't remember his name. The, in Alabama, yeah, I went back and or well, well, back yeah, and that, he and was see, alive. I wasn't involved, but right. I found out later that once they did find out when, when with Debbie, uh, when she got home and she they called the police and you know and, and it, it really everything started happening a lot faster because right. even she told me when we her and I were visiting, she, we're gonna have another visit. She told me a lot of things that she didn't know. She said, well, I want to know about the behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. So I'll have to come back, and we'll just have to have dinner again. Yeah, that's amazing. So, and it, I haven't seen her but a couple times since all this happened. When she wrote the book, dead, Forgiving the Dead Man Walking, yes. mm-hmm. she brought it to my office and signed it and laid it on my desk. I was out of the office, and I come back, and she said, the lady brought this out. Uh, and I didn't even get to see her. Oh. Uh, yeah. 
great book. I don't know if you read it or not. Yes, sir. It's, it's an awesome yeah. book. Yeah. So when you start reading, you can't put it down. So anyway, uh, just things that she didn't know. Because, you know, a lot of times we as police officers do things that, what happened to you? And yeah. you tell them. And we never go back and sit down when it's all finished and say, look, this is how this whole case right. evolved. Yeah. She doesn't understand today right. what, how that went, yeah. how the vaccines, the things went. So that's something that we're going to talk about, you know, when yeah. I go back up there. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. She, she it's amazing. It. She just wants to do it. She's, you know, it's something she's done put behind her. She's done great with her life and her husband and her two kids and, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. She's awesome. Amazing. She's um, selling real estate now. How yeah. about that? Yeah. And, you know, how close were you in age with Robert Willie? With Willie? Uh, I think Willie and I were about seven years apart. Yeah. Know, something like that. He just strikes me just from hearing you talk about it and, and the research that I've done. It it seems like for he saw – he almost had sort of a well. He had a mad respect for you, right? Uh, and and, and that's yeah, someone that didn't have respect for many. No, or he, much. he he didn't. He didn't respect nobody. But yeah, he 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 and I never got crossed. Right. I mean, I arrested him a couple of times. Right. Yeah. And I told him, I said, "Look, will you do what I tell you, and you'll be fine. You don't. You know what's going to happen." Yeah. He said, "I know. I know what you do." <laughs> and it was like the time sitting in the chair. Broke foot after Jake escaped right. from the jail. Yeah, he got slits. He said, "Can I finish my beer?" I said, "Yeah, drink it quick. Let's go." Yeah, put these handcuffs on. So yeah, yeah. Wow. But on other times, you know, that dealing with him, you know, I, he was like when he was in the jail. I, I treated him with respect. Right. And I told him, I "said you can if you don't show me the same amount of respect you and Joe Carroll, any of you convicts, you're going in the back." Right. And I guess that's really where it started. And plus, when we was he was young. He used to come when I was driving the truck before I went to work the sheriff's office. He always wanted to, to go with me in the truck. So, I was, no, yeah. you, you can't do that. My insurance won't let me do that. Right. Yeah. He said, well, you know I can drive. I said, yeah, you're 15 years old. Yeah. You ain't even have a driver's license, you know. But eventually he got his license and did what he wanted to do. I mean, he couldn't read a map, so he couldn't go nowhere but to the yeah. gravel pits and the, the cement plants and do Metairie and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, strictly by wow. memory. Yeah. You know, he couldn't read an exit sign. And he just knew it was, that's where you get off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, crazy. So, I mean, what, what about uh, Sister Helen Prejean? Did you ever have ever? I, I never met Sister Helen Prejean. I know she said that Willie read the Bible a lot. Willie might have looked at the Bible a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. It would take Willie a long, long time to read one sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he signed most of his, uh, right when you read him his rights and stuff and different forms, he signed it with an X. Yeah. You know? And if he did try to write his name, you couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. So, but, you know, uh, I, sister, sister Helen Prejean was over there, talked to him, and then I, I don't know how that even became about, you know. I mean, I, I, I read the book and I watched the movie. Yeah. I can tell you, <laughs> this is a funny part. I went to see that movie. Yeah. And my wife and I, we went, and it was right after uh, me and one of my deputies got in a shootout and we were both shot. Yeah. Went and seen that movie about three weeks later. I was sitting in the the theater, and when Sean Penn's picture popped up on the screen, I just hollered, oh, shit. (laughs) 
he looked just like Rob really? No yeah. kidding. Yes, he could have yeah. been his twin brother. Really? Oh, yeah. That little pointed nose. Yeah. I'm wow. My wife said, shut up. You're in the movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, wow. That, that, That's interesting. Just like him. Wow. And I got I got some of the pictures when Willie was with his, his smoke shot profile. Yeah. I yeah. can tell you, I get that stuff dug out. I, I don't have a problem with bringing it over. Yeah, I'd love yeah. that. It'd be awesome. Yeah. And he, uh, the, the respect to the end, when you saw him in the death house, he was like, why don't you come on and watch him? Yeah. That's, 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 that was what he wanted. But I said, no. I said, look, I, <clears throat> I'm not on that list. Yeah. I'm not going to do so that. I was just saying that, that for him, that's the last communication he had. He, he wanted you that's to exactly see him right. be executed. Go, uh, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Man. Well, and, it, and it's interesting, it, you know, for me, okay, I'm sitting here across from two people that in their police law enforcement experience, you know, the execution of, of two horrible uh, people happen. You with, obviously, uh, your people and, and you with uh, Gerald, Bordelon. Gerald Bordelon. And, uh, you know, that's, that's unique. And, and just have mad respect for both of you right, for... Right. I justice. We got got to get you back to. Uh, I got to get you on my other show. Where I'm gonna I, tell, I tell you all the text stories. And he's you good. Get, <laughs> you, a lot of, I mean, I, I'm not disrespecting because I, I call myself an old cop. A lot of old cops have all the stories, but not many of them can tell a story. Right. You sir can tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, have you, got you, I, you know, the thing yeah. about I lived this story. That's right. Uh, yeah. And that's what a lot of people say. You need to write a book. Because I don't know how to write no book. Right. <laughs> I said, how about I just sit and talk to you about it? Yeah. And a lot of people, we talk about a lot of things. Because I came to work at the sheriff's office at the end of the old Dixie Mafia. Right. Yeah. They so were they all in our jail. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. I was right. They were they was all up in that jail, yeah. St. Tammany. Yeah. And what didn't get killed. Right. Uh, and, right. Well yeah. in the in that big case out of Biloxi with the uh yes. you remember that? Yes indeed. Yeah. Yes sir. I was I was just and then the, the gypsy count robbery in St. Tammany where they robbed a gypsy count. Yeah. With Kirk C. Nicks, that bunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was yep. that the, was going to an end, and you know as well as I do that Dixie Mafia is the reason that they started ROCIC, right, right, to keep track of these moving criminals. That's criminal, right, criminal. And Wallace Ladd was a chief yeah. deputy of St. Tammany yeah. Parish for forty years. Yeah. He was very instrumental in getting that yeah. ROCIC thing up and running. Yeah, That's crazy. And Curtis Nix, of course, he he was a strip club. Didn't he own a bunch of strip clubs in Biloxi? Yeah. And he was part of the reason, you know, the casinos came to Biloxi, and yeah. a lot of people were trying to stop that, and the <clears throat> Dixon Mafia was instrumental in getting them there, uh, some people say. Walter Barnett was part of that group. I don't know if you knew him or not. I, I and he's him. out of prison. Yeah. He, he beat three life sentences. He wow. just got out recently, and he was Robert Willie's cousin. Really? Wow. He's living in Minnesota somewhere. Hey, do you know, I uh, just hit my head, that the, there was a statement on, on Willie's daddy in, in Angola uh, no. saying some of what about he's a rat, they need to kill him anyway or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know anything about that? When, when his daddy came out of Angola, came no, home? No. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he shot two people? Yeah. He shot him at a barroom. Yeah. He shot him at... Just you can't make that kind of bad blood. No, yeah, he, he got out of the penitentiary. Yeah, 
And the person, the bar that he was at, was Carl Bennett. Robert Willie Daddy shot Carl Bennett and his brother and killed the brother, and Carl lived. Uh, uh, yeah, and he was at that bar in the parking lot, and I don't know what spurred it all. I happened to be off that night. And uh, there was two guys fighting, and Willie pulled out his overalls, a whole pistol, and started shooting at them. And he shot two of them. Wow. And everybody else crawled under cars and stuff. Wow. And he left. For no reason. He just shot him because he was fighting. It's all that. It's all they know. Yes. It's all they know. That's how they deal with the problems. Every parish has a certain group of families like that. that, The outlaws. Hey, would you come on on my other show? Real life, real crime. And and we can edit this out, but the um, being shot. And I, mean, I know it's got to be hard to talk about your partner and got killed. No, it ain't very hard at all. Cause look, you know what? I think, the way I look at it is, yeah. we went home and he didn't. Right, yeah. And I think, but to get to memorialize, uh, put just like with you're doing your memories on Willie, yeah. you know, the your partners and, and whoever else that I, I think as a, as a cop, when we can yeah. sit down and talk about those, I, I think that'd be fire I do too. And, and, and important. Like you said, yeah, I mean, you, you know, most, most gun fights in law enforcement, three feet, right, three right, seconds. Right, 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 right. This one started at three feet yeah. and went to 20 feet, went to 50 feet yeah. and went for 52 seconds. And yeah. 16 rounds fired. Wow. <laughs> 52 seconds is yeah. like 52 50 minutes. That's a long like 52 time. 52 hours. Yeah. 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 Long time. Sure. Well, we thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Uh, it's been an honor for me. It was, a, it was a real honor for me, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate it. Is this, yeah. is this good enough for you? Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Great. I, we this didn't say fire. a word the whole time. <laughs> it could, you know why? Because you were that good. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, shit. And I'm like, listen to this cat roll. Yeah. 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 I really appreciate you, man. Uh, well, thank yeah. y'all for showing the interest in it. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what? Hey, it's a story. And right. Some people may like it. Some people may not. Yeah, well, you know what? I guarantee you they'll all is, like it. If, <laughs> if this isn't the greatest episode we've ever done, I don't have no reason to lie about ass, it because right. Willie was Willie and I was myself, you know. And that's it. Yeah. Well, the steak dinner was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. And get the fly in the, in, the, in the state police helicopter back then. That was a big deal, too. Yeah, yeah it yeah. really was. Yeah. It really was. And, uh, I got, I, let me put this at the end of it. We yeah, were right. we were coming into Texarkana, the airport, mm-hmm. and I'm looking over to my left. And we're coming in like this, and Richard Newman still laughed about that. Boy, he passed away a while back. Richard was a great Sorry, guy, yeah. and he still laughed about that to to the end. He said, "I looked over and I said, Walter, what you gonna do about this guy over here? This blue eyes and this plane over here fixing to run over us." He went, shit. And we done a nosedive. Right. Yeah. What happened is that the air traffic controller gave us clearance to land at the same time he gave that twin yeah. engine system. Oh, oh wow. And Richard, 
Blue eyes, no short. I said, that's what he got. <laughs> <laughs> that close. He's yeah, when, he had blue eyes. He landed that helicopter. We had to wait on him because he went to that control tower. Yeah, yeah. He had the red ass. Yeah, well, he was walking across there with that state police uniform. And one of them Arkansas troopers was running on the side of him. Uh, he goes, I'm going up here. And you can see him in the tower. Tearing him up. God, he's yeah. repping him. Wow. <laughs> but it, that was you just see, yeah, that's, You can't make it up. And, then, <laughs> oh, and that had been lost in history. Hey, y'all got killed in that. <laughs> Willie the guy off on all of yeah. yeah. Willie might have been uh, he might a be choir walking boy. The, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. He might be walking the street. Appreciate but you coming on. Thank thanks you so much, much. Okay. And, and uh, you tell your daughter, uh, yes. you said thanks. And look, when, when uh, um, I don't know if you'd be interested or not, next time we do a live show or, or whatever, yeah, we'll, we'll get y'all tickets and stuff and if you want to come oh yeah she, it, she'd love that and, she, and, she and, listens and, to, she listens to y'all a lot yeah, and, and, and I told her, her. I said, you know I said I got my little deal in the morning she said I know and, and well I said I'll tell him you said hello absolutely yeah. absolutely alright well alright until next time I'm Jim Chapman I'm Woody Everton your host of Bloody and Goa podcast 142 years in the making complete story of America's bloodiest prison peace good job I walk a straight line, shackled and chained. Oh, gruesome Gertie is calling my name. There is no mercy in this penitentiary. Just ask the Hill String Gang, Rang.